Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wonder, I wonder if things are really changing, really changing Duncan, the way I feel like they're changing. I wonder if it's just my circle of people, and I wonder if it's just uh, the people that we come in contact with through the podcast and through Twitter, the, all the, the, the positive people. I wonder how much the world shares in the sort of the, the vibe that we that we feel and that we're riding and i always wonder if that is what if putting that out there if if it's possible that we can get our shit together by using the internet by using podcasts by using you know uh, different ways to communicate to each other that we can somehow or another all be reached and all get our shit together in this generation more so than anybody's ever done before well, you know, man, I mean, I think that there has to be a, um, you know, everyone has to keep using the technology. It's like, dude, like when I went to fucking Cincinnati, my, this guy, I met this awesome guy named Izzy. He, was, he started his own podcast from listening to your podcast and listening to my podcast. He started his own podcast called Tales from the Hard Side. Uh-oh, here comes trouble. Hey, what's up? This is Tom Segura. You're listening to Izzy Rock. Tales from the Hard Side Podcast. Hey, this is Brendan Walsh, and you're listening to Izzy Rock on Tales from the Hard Side. Tonight, here with my man Izzy motherfucking Rock, so pay attention. Talk to you by Mad Flavor. So, check yourself before you wreck yourself. These are tales from the hard side, painted so vivid Kicking real life stories, not woven or knitted Izzy Rock brings that rawness to all who listen Dropping heavy knowledge, knowledge, and sharing some wisdom Going down that rough road only makes you tougher It's a beautiful struggle, sometimes we suffer Let the people know, you aren't in this alone This talk is deep, it cuts down to the bone No fakeness here, this as real as it gets Hazardous on the mic, kick it live and direct Spread that vibe everywhere, all across the globe The idea's real simple there's no secret code reach out to the people spread that positive energy because we're all looking for a little bit of serenity whatever little part of this planet you live in these tales from the hard side are now transmitting transmitting testing one two What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 228 of the Tells from the Hard Side podcast. I'm your host, Izzy Rock. This podcast is being released on Sunday, July 3rd, 2016, which I'm recording this intro today, Sunday, July 3rd. It's Independence Day weekend here in America. America. Um, yeah. So we've, uh, I'll recap my past week and we'll get into this podcast with bill miller of film speak we're going to talk about movies and stuff like that this was a podcast i recorded with the other co-host of the gym city podcast for a gym city podcast episode this was uh recorded with libby balangy and mark de and uh mark is a big film geek 
loves old school 80s movies, 70s and 80s movies, big fan of Escape from New York. And Bill Miller uh, produces a local public access show called Film Speak. And he has, uh, he's a filmmaker. He, he's uh, actually got a movie that he's trying to get distribution for. And he took over for the Gym City podcast doing the videos because it was just too much for me. Um, it was overwhelming and I was getting quickly burned out on podcasting and editing videos and all that stuff. It just took way too much time. So he took that over and that's, we'll talk about uh, some movies. We'll talk about just his love of movies and it'll be a good conversation. So check that out. And I uh, hope you guys are having a good weekend, good Independence Day weekend. What, what are you doing? What did you guys do? If you want to call the voicemail and you could tell me what you did, call the voicemail at, let me see, here. let me pull it up. Dun, 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 dun. Call the voicemail at, shit, I thought I had my notes ready. Call the voicemail at 937-265-2024. That is 937-265-2024 if you want. It's totally up to you. Um, so, yep. So let's go over this past week and we'll jump into this podcast. Um, the band that you're hearing in the background playing is the band The Claypool, Lennon Delirium. And they have an album called The Monolith of Phobos. And Claypool Lennon is Les Claypool and Sean Lennon. And it's one of it, it, it's a great album, super psychedelic and um, kind of like prog rock, but I love it. I love it. Uh oh, what's happening? What's happening? You hear that? <laughs> All right. So anyway, so yeah, I've been uh, digging on this album. I did a podcast with uh, a band called The Sound in One's Head. Christopher and Brandy are uh, two artists from the Dayton, Ohio area, and they produce some psychedelic music, and um, I'm going to see this band, the Claypool Lennon Delirium, in Columbus um, sometime in, in August, I believe, so I'm excited for that. Uh, this past week, I went and got a canopy for my backyard. We've uh, we set up a canopy in our backyard. with It has mosquito netting around it. And I got it for a pretty good price. And it's been so nice to be able to go back and sit outside. Um, it's all covered up. I put some string lights, some like rope light, uh, LED lights around it. And that looks really cool out there. And it's just a really cool vibe to sit out back and just chill. And uh, when you have a nice environment to sit in and relax and take your mind off work, it is nice. But camp Canopy was only like 100 bucks. It was like a hundred bucks and it looks like uh, a huge canopy. Uh, I'm taking it to Miami Valley Music Fest coming up at the end of July where a bunch of local and some national bands are playing at this festival in, in the Dayton area. And I'm, I'm excited about that. We're going to camp for a few days and have a good time. And um, this week I went and did a podcast in West Milton, Ohio with the person who kind of is the spearhead of putting this together is a dude named brad denson he plays in a band called lost on Eddings. he had a club called square roots records and he really got fucked over by the um troy 
politicians that came in and reduced the amount of people that he could have and uh, basically basically pushed him out as a business owner in downtown Troy, Ohio. It was fucked, but so I d- talked to him about doing a I went over to his house and did a podcast and uh, drank a beer and had a good time. And uh, th- that podcast will probably be out in a couple weeks. Also this week, I've been uh, digging on... I haven't been able to binge the whole thing just because of a lack of time. But I've been really loving Orange is the New Black, the new season that came out on Netflix. And... I think that uh, you guys should check it out and watch it. If, if you've never given it a chance, it's a really good show. It has some humor. Um, it has some drama. It, it's about a women's prison, if you don't know. And also, uh, last week was the finale of Game of Thrones, and I won't give any spoilers. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, you should, definitely should. That finale for this past season was um, one of the best events I've ever seen on TV. It was so good. Um, I've also been checking out a rapper. There's this rapper that came about that I heard named Little Dicky. Do you guys know who Little Dicky is? All of a sudden, this guy is being talked about everywhere. Uh, not everywhere, but places that I'm checking out. And I checked out some of his hip-hop, and it's really good. Like, this dude can really flow. I think he's a white dude that was born in uh, Philadelphia, grew up in the suburbs, and He's basically like rapping about comedy and um, he's a pretty funny dude. So go check him out. Little L-I-L Dickie. Um, yeah. So that's pretty good. And then today I'm going to cook a pork shoulder. I got it on the... Uh, usually we would I would smoke it. I love smoked meats, but that's such a long process and the crock pot is the way to go, the slow cooker. So we got... A pork shoulder in the slow cooker, you know. Um, we may go check out fireworks later, maybe not. It's uh, raining here on this Sunday in Ohio. It's kind of gray outside. I was really nice yesterday, and uh, I went and got my son cleats for football yesterday. <laughs> They're fucking expensive, man. If you got your kids in sports, you know how expensive that shit is. Um, but they were a pretty cool pair of uh, Nike that he'll wear eight games, nine games, plus a bunch of practices. So, um, and then my other son, Christian, got him to drive on the highway. He drove <laughs> on the freeway, not very long, a couple miles, uh, but it was his first experience on the freeway. He's actually doing uh, driver's education now. He's um, He has an instructor come and pick him up, and he drives him around, and... Um, him and I have probably 20, 25 hours so far. He needs about 25 more hours, and he's getting really good at driving. Um, so it'll be nice to have somebody who uh, can, you know, go run errands if we need to. Uh, he's a good kid. So this is it. This is uh, I'm going to jump into this Film Speak episode with Bill Miller. And um, have you guys check it out. Before I do, I want to play a song from the band The Sound in One's Head. I'm going to play a song from them, and then we'll kick off this podcast from, from for the Gym City Podcast. So go check out The Sound in One's Head. They're really cool people. Uh, Christopher and Brandy, good people. I did a podcast with them last week. 
I also did a podcast with a band, a metal band called Incaridian, and another uh, artist named KCAP. He's a rapper. So that was cool. I'm just staying busy, guys. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope everything's good. Hope life is good. Congratulations to my friends from the Bad Parenting Podcast for getting a new house. And also congratulations to Max Allen. Max Power on uh, Twitter, maybe? On social? I don't know. But Max, congratulations to him on him and his wife getting a house as well. Um, so, you guys, I hope you guys are having a great summer. Hope things are going well. And uh, I think that's it. So here is the sound in one's head. And we'll get into this podcast with that we recorded at Gym City Podcast. All right. Later, guys. There's a traveling band in a black band, and they park where they play. There's a bag of brown pot inside the glove box, by all the nickels they've saved. And everything they own is carry on, bring it along. They gotta get tired to write a song. Band praying in a white van, their palms toward the sky. There's a tray full of resins and roaches, here and all see the pie. There's not much difference in the things they do from me and you, except the symbol that they choose to use. When flirting was a symbol. My earthly pleasure was falling in love When music was about the sound we'd play A place to rest your head A chair, a speaker box or two And there's a door lock They can knock all day The boy and the girl in the black van the old strings They're baffled how perfectly it matches The ideas that they sing They booked a one-nighter at the cafe But the white man pursued They held out a hot cup of coffee And the white man refused But these dating streets are ten below A foot of snow Seems you're on a TV show that you don't know. Do you think that you can trust them though? How far to throw that awful smiley for a foe? When flirting was a simple show, my earthly pleasure was falling in love. When music was about the sound we'd play Place to rest your head A chair, a speaker box or two And there's a door lock Make them knock all
Hello, Gem City Podcast <laughs> listeners. I have an honorary co-host today. Um, this is Lippy Balanchy, and I'm with the ever-entertaining Mark DeGrosa. I do what I can do. Hi, gang. How we doing? <laughs> and we have a special, a second co-host. We do. What's up, everybody? This is Izzy Rock. I'm sitting in on this podcast. Usually, I am in the back room recording bands or podcasts or whatever. For the Storyteller episode. That's our our Wednesday release. If you have uh, not checked those out, that's a really interesting version of the Gem City podcast. It's uh, We'll explain it a little bit. Well, it's an idea I came up with a couple years ago as a way that sometimes it's fun interviewing bands, but the bands know each other way more than I know them. And so I wanted to capture a conversation in a car, in a bar, whatever you would have. And that's what the Storyteller episodes are. And then I go home and I edit it and put it all together. It showcases like three or four songs from the bands. And yeah, that's awesome. fun stuff. Fun stuff. So make sure you check out those, uh, those Storyteller episodes. It's, it's a great way. And all your bands are basically pretty much date and bass. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you want to follow some of the bands, if you want to get some, try, try some new music, it's a perfect way to hear a few of their songs and go, hey, I wonder where they're going to be. That <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great little little sampling of happiness I, I love it so each week we we bring that out every wednesday we feature one of those artists and it's literally all different genres all different genres uh all different bands artists check it out if you guys like them um you know a lot of people will say i don't know what's going on in the dayton area but if you listen to some of that music and go see those shows those are the starving artists those are the people that work day jobs and they're doing this as a passion much like what we're they doing here, play somewhere around here, playing blind bars, always or playing rights, yeah. or you know, well, any number of places. Of starving artists, um, I, not I'm not sure that we would be considered artists, but and I'm gen- sure I'm not considered starving. <laughs> 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 but this is a labor of love. We are not paid. We're volunteers who um, both volunteer our time, but have purchased and well inherited from Eric our founder but um izzy's purchased quite a bit of equipment and we just did a recent upgrade so we are um getting sponsors to help pay for our equipment and our first sponsor our host home for recordings is folio design house which mark and i are both affiliated with proudly um it's a design and marketing firm in the oregon district and we have appreciated their ongoing support since the birth of gem city podcast actually pretty much yeah we uh, um i had uh contacted eric early on i said i'd like to get uh, folio on and uh, folio on and uh, give a little interview and just chat about our business and uh, we've yet to have folio on um <laughs> we, we talk about it every day but uh, the uh, you know we're here every sunday and uh, you know we just we, we we have a good spot we have a great spot Beautiful. here we have a great spot for uh, people to come in and podcast and chat and just have a nice relaxing conversation and uh, but during find the, out their story during the week it's a um during the week it's a it's, it's a business. wonderful it's business. It's bam! It's, it's business. It's a we do uh, we have a lot of local clients too. I mean, uh, the we, Street Brew Pub and yeah, Keener Farms and uh, Sinclair Community College and, and the Dayton Library. I mean, we've got a lot of local businesses that uh, we work with, and then some bunch of national ones too. So we we so really if you need enjoy marketing in Dayton. Please check need, out Folio Design House. Design and kind of a creation identity that kind of stuff. We would and love we to chat. Appreciate the support from Gem City Podcast, and we are going to. Uh, yeah, well, and by the time this podcast comes out, we will have showcased a new logo that yep. Mark himself created. So if you guys need logo designs or anything like that. Thank you, Mark, for, Mark, uh, I will, I will for donating take, the logo. I want to take partial credit because this is really an idea of Izzy's. 
Because he's really... <laughs> We're rebranding the uh, Gem yeah. City podcast, but maybe by the time you're listening to that, that'll be... That'll be out into the public and, and you're enjoying it. So, um, But get moving on for our listeners to our guests this week, which is a fascinating guy. I think you guys are all going to think that this is a, a tangent-filled conversation, I'm predicting. Chances, chances are it will be. Some, sometimes <laughs> those are the best. Especially with Mark uh, <laughs> here. So um, please introduce yourself and let us know the, the company organization that you're with and give us a little background on you. Greetings and salutations. Uh, my name is Bill Miller, but professionally, I guess as a filmmaker, I go by J.B. Miller, okay. um, which means just Bill Miller. <laughs> I, I, was lu- I was lucky enough to be born with the second most common name in America, so you <laughs> got to do a little something to set apart. Um, I have a little struggling, starving artist-style production house called Burn Mill Productions, and i um, I also have a show on DATV called Film Speak. Nice. And I just brought that back. Um, I tried to end it last year. And uh, tried to kill it. Tried to kill it. Tried to kill it. Tried. To, I even had an episode where I tore apart the set and I cussed. And I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was horrible. I walked around kicking stuff. I, I really tried to burn that bridge, um, but it didn't work. Now, hey. Hannah, why'd you try to end it? Yeah. Um, why'd you try to end it? Why did no, you try to end you? it? Well, you know, it, it started off. Um, in the first season, there was five of us, and then as it worked towards a third season, it just started whittling down to just me, and I was eventually like, you know what, the heck with this, you know, <laughs> fuck this show, fuck it, I'm just, I'm going to concentrate on doing other stuff, but then after I canceled the show, um, everywhere I'd go, like working on other people's film sets or going to cons, um, everybody would be like walking up to me, Bill, man, it's great to see you. When are you bringing film speak back? I'm so f- <laughs> After eight people did it in two weeks, um, asked me. Yeah, that's when I was just like, fine. I'll, I'll, apparently, there's some fucking niche that needs filled, and I'm the guy to do it. Now, what is film speak about for our listeners who are not familiar? And and that's film speak is all one word with the. No, it's two words. Film. It's film. It's both. I, I, it? I have it out there okay. as both. Um, if you look at, because uh, how I met Mark here was um, I did a call out in our second season saying I wanted a new logo for the second season, and um, he answered me on Facebook. Nice. And uh, <laughs> and had him come on the show so we could talk about because Big Trouble in Little that's China. That's what he promised. He says, you do a logo, I'll bring you on the show. <laughs> Hell yes, I come yeah. on the show. I was like, whatever, in whatever movie, I let him pick. He, the movie he picked just happened to be my fucking favorite yeah. movie, too. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. You you can't get better than that. So you actually talk about the show, like, or a movie on the on the uh, on the TV show? Yeah, usually, um, I do two segments. Okay. Um, the first segment will be tell everybody about you, what projects you're up to, where can people find out information about you, you know, what are you doing locally, um, and then the second segment, I like to break down a uh, a classic film. Okay. Well, yeah, cool, cool. classic, classic. Class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it all depends on interpretation. <laughs> well, I tell you, the, the classic film thing was thrown out the window the day we did Valkyrie as the movie <laughs> Breakdown. Because that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Anybody seen that? I haven't Anybody? seen it. Have. Tom, Tom Cruise, yeah. you know, about uh, trying to uh, bomb Hitler and everything. Oh, okay. You got half the cast speaking with a German accent. You got, you know, Tom Cruise with an American accent. The rest of the actors all have British accents. They're supposed to be, everybody's supposed to be freaking Germans. You know? That just drove me nuts. <laughs> and such great actors in it, too. Because um, I love, like, Jim Broadbent. Okay. Um, magnificent actor. 
um, Bill Nye, uh-huh. uh, one of my favorite actors. He was in Shaun. He's in all the the Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Those mm-hmm. are great. Three flavor, yeah. The three flavors of Cornetto movies are mm-hmm. like some of my favorite fucking movies ever. So, what were some of the main points between the uh, the Big Trouble and Little China? Give us give us a sample of some film speak. Uh, uh, we brought up the about the uh, the anti anti-hero that uh well, yeah. theoretically he is i'm actually currently right i mean uh let me get on my goat and ride for a minute okay okay because okay. i'm really pissed off about the casting they got for the remake of it not you, that it, you, don't, you don't like the uh, the rock no, i like the rock not in this show just not in fucking big trouble <laughs> okay, so, in little I'm china. The, so, I'm, so i'm on the slow train they're making a new one yeah they're, they're remaking big the, trouble in little, little china, china with yeah. the rock and the kurt russell role yeah and here's my beef Okay. Right. Okay. What makes Big Trouble in Little China so special and such a unique film is um, the main character is the sidekick. The hero's Wang. It's his right. Chinese friend. Right. That's the hero. And, Kurt, he's, and he's, a, he's a dude. He fights. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah. And Kurt Russell's is a sidekick. And he's not. He's a fuck up. <laughs> yeah. He, is a fuck he, up. he doesn't give up. He keeps trying, you know. Mm. But he was a sidekick. And I don't believe that you can properly capture that type of, type of formula with Dwayne Johnson with The Rock right he's, he's not a sidekick character no no we'll see though we'll, I mean we'll see I'm trying to keep an open mind that just I'm just pissed casting yeah. is like a huge part though right I mean it's like can make or break a movie just the casting oh yeah that's the biggest part for a lot of people if you don't get the right people in there it can just cause your movie to be a train wreck currently and I don't know if it'll be out by the time this is, was released but the new reboot of Ghostbusters is just yeah. People are hating it. I feel like I'm low a little bit. There you go. Is it low? I'm I'm willing to keep an open mind about it. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's just like did did it need to be done? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, as a filmmaker, I have movies that I want to remake. You know, but they're movies that pretty much nobody else has fucking heard of. Right. You know, I, I want to remake um, Cap, uh, Captain Chrono's Vampire Slayer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hammer film from 1972. Right. I want to remake Gunga Den, okay. you know, from 1936. Cary Grant, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Because nobody knows that now, movie. I will tell you this though: they are remaking another Tremors, and Kevin Bacon's supposed to be TV a series. Well, I'm okay with that because they already tried a TV series before. Yeah. They had one season of the other of the Tremors series set back in the old days. But yes, Kevin Bacon is supposed to be on it. Okay, I so, I, 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 ha- I have to admit because um, I'm hoping that this will um, make up. For how badly I felt fucked over when I was 15 years old. Um, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. they're making a TV series. Kevin Smith is making the TV series. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is going to be, they're basically taking the movie and that's going to be a whole season. Okay. They're, you know, they're going to take the whole plot of just the movie just and stretch it out, it out well. to a 12. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about that. Because I was always raw, because at the end of Buckaroo Banzai, if you watch, and it goes through the credits, Mm -hmm. after all the credits, it says, keep your eyes out for the next adventure from Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Well, they're not saying 20 years later it could be happening. They didn't give you a time frame. That is true. That is true. (laughs) But, you know, they better get get hopping while some of the actors are still alive. That is true. That is true. (laughs) I mean, because John Lithgow. Um, and Adventures of, that's probably my favorite character in that movie I, that's why I call people Monkey Boy mm. and actually uh, for anybody who doesn't know me half the stuff that I say is actually from a front film and you have to watch a lot of films to keep up with me you know mm-hmm. Heathers Evil Dead um, 
there's yeah you and you blues burgers you're, you're the type of person you have to invite to like trivia night like when you're really trying to win i am a like, movie phone a friend yeah <laughs> movie phone a friend i have a i have a friend jack turner he's like that he's like the movie quote guy like in our little bubble we you know there's um because a lot of my friends my peers right they're all horror people and i love horror movies you know, I consider John Carpenter and Toby Hooper as influential on me as Corizawa and Hitchcock and Billy Wilder. Well, Carpenter's got some of the best horror movies out there. Yeah. I mean, come on. You've you got The Thing, you know, you've got The you Fog. Got the Fog, you got They. Halloween, They. Come on. Yeah, They. You got the greatest fight scene ever between Roddy Roddy Piper. I mean, come on. And there's there's no caving in of the face. It's amazing. So now, hold on. Everybody has an origin story of when they became passionate about whatever they're into. And you grew up in an era when, like, just like me, there wasn't a whole lot of choices on TV. Yeah. When cable came along, you had HBO and things like that. People could rewatch movies like Big Trouble in Little China, like The Karate Kid and things like that. But What's your origin as far as your passion with movies? No, I, I grew up with kind of a, uh, a turbulent, violent childhood. Yeah. I went to 15 different public schools. I was a small, sickly kid. Did you grow up in Dayton? Um, Dayton, Louisville, um, uh, all, all over Dayton, like Northridge, Vandalia, Fairborn, Beaver Creek. Um, I lived all over Louisville. Um, and we were kind of poor, but the one thing we could always afford was once every month or two, uh, we go to movies because I, I've since as far back as I can remember, four years old, I've always preferred movies more than a half hour TV show or an hour TV show. I preferred film, uh-huh. you know, and that that was from the get go. Um, so I was a film dork, shall we say, from probably like the moment I was born. Um, and then in high school, I did theater, then I did theater after high school, and then my son was born, and that pretty much put the kibosh on any shit like that. Um, my wife and I, we were doing uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, and my son was five months old, and we were trying to work full-time, do the play, raise a kid, and we're like, fuck this shit. You know, we're just going to have to <laughs> too, wait. Too much. Yeah, it's, it's going to have to wait about 18 years. Yeah. Um, around that time, though, I saw Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. And that's where I went from always being a film dork, you know, and I loved films. Like, in the 70s, before cable, I was still staying up watching Dr. Creep on Saturday night. I was watching the Doris Day Rock Hudson movies on Sunday afternoon. You know, I was watching the Alfred Hitchcock films. And this was at 7. I watched movies that other kids my age just didn't know about. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but Pulp Fiction, that's when uh, I saw that and I knew I wanted to make movies. I walked out of that theater just like digesting it and trying to keep my head from exploding. That was such a game changer. Like, was. fucking hey. <laughs> Amazing. You know, the uh, uh, nonlinear uh, storytelling format, you know, with the gritty, hard edge. I mean, it's like a European film combined with 70s exploitation. Super intense, too, right? Yeah. I mean, just like every scene. But that, that's when I knew. I was like, I, I want to make movies. And it took me 20 years from the point that I decided I wanted to make movies till I started making movies. So, uh, you know, a lot of us, we love watching movies. We've had people like Henrik Kuto on. Yeah. We've had filmmakers on. Take us through the process of what, it, what it's like to make a movie and release it. Um, it's like raising a kid. You know, it's part self-torture part joy 
you know? I mean, uh, imagine putting your hand into a garbage disposal and turning it on and being happy about it. That's kind of like what film looks like. <laughs> um, That's the creative process, like in a nugget, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, my film that I've made, I'm looking for distribution right now. Um, it is a three-part anthology done classic horror style. Think uh, Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, but with modern like subtext. Because uh, for like the three films in the anthology, the subtext is corporate greed, child molestation and PTSD so very now subjects but mm-hmm. shot in black and white um, nice very very classic and I, I can't get distribution more shit and you know, part of the problem is I don't know people part of the problem is my attitude <laughs> um, I love so the you need, so you need somebody <laughs> as your front man then basically probably that might help me because I'm very much I like me I'm comfortable with me you know I'm single now, and it's like I'm not one of those people who need somebody's attention. I sit at home alone, writing and editing. Watching movies. I got my kids watching movies. Yeah. Well, I know you're always posting something that you're watching. Yeah. Oh, I'm editing this by watching, you know, such and such. But, yeah, yeah I mean, so that's, that's all I do is make movies. I just um, acted in a film. It's called Wildcats. You can find it on uh, Facebook and the Internet. Um, not to be confused with the Goldie Hawn movie. I was going to say. You know? That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> I wasn't confused with that one. But, uh. It's a short film that won a bunch of awards. I'm very proud of it. Nice. But I'm hoping that that will uh, lead to a game changer so we can make this web series that I've written, which is kind of like a combination of a film noir with uh, 70s drive movies like Vanishing mm-hmm. Point. And, um, I would just like to say Vanishing Point rocks. Those freaking rock. Just... Rub your nipples while you're watching this show. It is a great time. <laughs> I tell you what, though, don't watch the remake. Oh, they remade it with no, Viggo Mortensen. No, no, no. It was uh, when I, when not I mentioned worth the movie, it. I mentioned I, I, I talk about the real movie. Yeah, and there are some exceptions to that rule too, though. Rarely, Cape Fear. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, great movie. Robert oh, yeah. Niro. Let me throw this out there. So I watched a show the other day, and literally, I knew you were coming on. I thought about this as, as I was watching it. Doctor Fives. Oh yeah! Oh my God, that is still amazing. Vincent Price, oh, it's, it, and it's it's almost like wait, what's his name? Vincent Price. Oh, Vincent Price. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I know him, but it was just funny. I thought I it him. was my new nephew's name backwards. <laughs> thought it was Vin- who secretly became Vincent. an actor and I was behind like, your back. <laughs> that name is very familiar to me all of a sudden. Yeah. No, it's it's it actually made two of them. Doctor Fives rises again. Um, but it, it's a it's a Vincent Price and, and it's like a it's almost like Saw where it's oh. really a movie just about revenge yeah. and and, and I, I, like the makeup guys had this idea like I can I can make people melt well let's let's give one of those kids well it's almost like Seven really because yeah. it's, it's based on the sins oh. the, the deadly sins but Vincent Price is I, my my favorite I my, my favorite Price. Vincent Price is. Uh, Follow the House of Usher. Oh, okay, very nice. Yes. The whole, the whole Edgar po- the whole Edgar Allan Poe series. Mm. What oh. is is this a is this one or a different director? Um, Gaslight. Oh, Gaslight, brilliant movie, nineteen forty seven with Ing- Ingrid Bergman. It's amazing. Yeah, really uh, creepy. Fuck with your head, kind yeah. of movie. Yeah, it was really good. It wasn't Alfred Hitchcock, but it was still that kind of uh, that kind of classic style of his. Uh-huh. A little touch of film noir. Yeah, and I got the hots for uh, Ingrid Bergman <laughs> and her daughter see, Isabella Rossellini. I'll thing. take, I'll take them, I'll take, I'll take. I got the same thing as Kurt, Kurt Russell. I got the same feelings. I got the hots for Kurt Russell. Uh, hey, dig, dig no I, doubt, you know, no doubt in my mind. He's, <laughs> hey, he is Jack Burton. You yes. know, oh. there's been a few times I remember telling my ex-wife, you know, uh, where. <laughs> 
I don't know if I, I said Kurt Russell, but I was like, yeah, I let Kurt Russell fuck me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, mean, I would. Do hey, I'm not, not not gay a bit. No, 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 no. But I mean, it's fucking Kurt Russell. It's, I'm man crushing. I'm man crushing. Yeah. It is Captain Ron. It is Captain Ron. It is Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken. It is Snake Plissken. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I told you this could be a tangent-filled episode. I love it. I I love movie talk. I know Mark is a huge movie fan. And as I listen to the podcast, as a podcast listener, I listen to eight hours of podcasts a day, just behind the scenes. I listen to everything that Mark and Libby record as guests. And... I was looking forward to this one because I I love movies as well. I don't go into them as deep, and you guys have some knowledge that you <laughs> you pull nut, I, like completely useless knowledge on stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not useless because right now it's perfect for right now. So it's entertaining, right? So film speak. I, I went. I watched film speak. I grew up as a guy who loved uh, DATV and a lot of the public access. A lot of the metal back in the day that when MTV was in its heyday, you had people who had video shows where they showed local bands or bands I had never heard of. But I always loved people like Dr. Creep. I always loved hearing movies I hadn't heard of yeah. before. And when I watched, uh, you had Hen- Henrik on recently on Film Speak, and I watched it, I was like, oh, this, this is really good. Like, we talked about Better Off Dead. That's I fucking love that movie. Yeah, you, so what? <laughs> what's the... Do you have inspiration for the show Film Speak? Like, what's... Uh, you know, as far as putting together a show, and how long, how long does it take you to edit and everything? Um, I actually uh, I've gotten it down pat to where I sit down at the footage. It takes me two and a half hours to edit. That's not bad. Yeah, it, it's the same format. I'm dropping. I'm taking. I'm taking the clips and dropping them into the same places. You know, mm-hmm. so it's and gotten pretty like pretty easy. Okay. I, I am a scary editor. I, I love editing. A lot of people, like filmmakers and stuff, they they hate it. I love it. To me, it's like being, uh, you know, the, the sorcerer's apprentice. Yes. You know, it's when you're taking everything and combining it and making it whole. And that's, I just love that. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's obviously one of the big keys to that creative process, right? I mean, yeah. The editing is so and much of the film. There's not that many directors. Like Robert Rodriguez, um, I wouldn't call him, like, the most influential on me. You know, for his style, um, but I have such mad respect for him because he does what I want to do. He shoots it, he edits it, he writes it, he does the music for it. I mean, it's his movie. It's his movie. This when he makes movie. it, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got nobody to blame. Nobody to blame. I did this, and he came out at that same time in the early '90s mm-hmm. with Desperado, and what was uh, the one before El Des- Mariachi? El Mariachi, where he works on a but he's well known for working on a budget working cheap but also putting out quality stuff yeah and he came out during that whole independent that stuff that it inspired you in the early 90s when kevin smith was coming out a lot of those guys really propelled hollywood into a new direction with a lot of independent films where i mean pulp fiction is my and richard movie. richard linklater was another one oh, that yeah. came out around the yeah, same yeah. time oh, period he's one of my favorites oh, yeah i love him his movies get deep yeah. yeah, Waking Life. Yeah, oh, that, that that movie was pretty incredible. You know, he was supposed to. Uh, you guys ever see Four Rooms? Yeah, yes. oh yeah, I love Four Rooms. Okay, if you oh, had, he was if supposed he, to be one of the four directors. It was supposed to be fit five rooms. Oh, and he was supposed to be one of the directors, but he uh, ended up getting another commitment and couldn't do any. Oh wow, that would love, have been fascinating. Love that movie. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um, w- w- uh, what are some of your favorite directors? 
Um, director wise, um, Tarantino, of course. You know, because I already said Pulp Fiction was a movie that made me want to. Uh, but even him, he's a mismatch of other directors. Um, I'm really big into Hitchcock. I've seen, I'm pretty sure, everything Hitchcock's done. Um, I'm really big into Billy Wilder because he's a writer director. And he flips from uh, comedies to dramas. And he basically created the film noir, uh, Double Indemnity. If you've never seen Double Indemnity, great freaking movie. And the way it's shot is just gorgeous. And Frank McMurray is the bad guy, um, which is kind of crazy seeing the guy from My Three Sons right. playing a bad he's guy. He's not a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Akira Kurosawa, I'm really big into um, his films. Um, John Carpenter. I actually got to meet John Carpenter, and I, I, I got him to come around from the Damn. table and uh, give me a hug. Oh, did you break him? Because he's, he's, he's a little dude, he's man. A but tiny. I was almost in tears. Oh, yeah, I understand. You know, because I was, I was just like, uh, look, I just wanted to say that you know, as a lot of directors, as a filmmaker, it really influenced me. I'm really big into Hitchcock and Kurosawa. I really like Tarantino and Scorsese and everything. But I just want to let you know that I put you on the same list with all those people. That oh you have God, had an effect amazing. on me for my whole life. And I just wanted to say that thank you for Big Trouble in Little China. I know that movie was a pain in your ass to get made. But anytime I have a bad day, anytime the world collapses against me, I go put in Jack Burton on and fuck it. My whole day is better. And tell me, <laughs> tell me he said something good. No, well, he, he, he can't. No, no, he, he didn't say really anything. He kind of teared up. Ah, and, yes. And uh, came around yes. and shook my hand and hugged me and then went back into his table. And the lady, the lady there told me that I was the only one she saw um, for him get up to. So oh, nice. Uh, that's it's a cool experience. A, it's always nice to have one of your heroes do that to you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so my, uh, my heroes have often disappointed me, which is, I've heard a great <laughs> quote, don't meet your heroes because they will fail you. Tom Savini did that to me. Oh, oh what's, no. What's the backstory? Let's hear it. Um, well, I, I went to go meet Tom Savini. And, uh, and um, I, everybody I, listening knows Tom Savini if they don't know Tom Savini. Yeah, yeah, Sex I Machine. Mean, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows him. Sex Machine. Uh, he, his big breakout was the original um, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, wow. He did the makeup for it, and he was the leader of the motorcycle gang at the end of it. So I went. I wanted to talk to him because I'm also okay. This is how big of a dork I am, and this is another reason why I spent 20 years before I actually became a filmmaker. Right? Is um, I screenwrite, I direct, I act, I gaff. I do sound. Be the best boy. Um, I am a best boy. <laughs> I do makeup and gag effects. I'm a Foley artist. Um, but I'm a, the makeup and gag effects is what I wanted to talk to him about. Because I wanted to talk about like the technique I had kind of taught myself with dealing with latex. And I wanted to talk to him about it. You know, and get his opinion and everything. And uh, he just bitched to me for 10 minutes about his fucking assistant. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, you know, I waited all this time, you know, to come and see you. I've been so excited. You're like one of the number one people I wanted to meet today, and you fucking blew it. Oh. I still, I still like him though because Tom Savini is really cool. <laughs> so if you're listening, Tom, this is Mark. You can, you can say hi to me, and Bill, you can drop him a note. <laughs> just give well, me. A, we, last time we seen you, we were at Horror Hound Weekend. Yeah, and uh, I know. Uh, I uh, mean, Izzy were, were fanboying all over the place. It was it was ridiculous, but I think uh, I think when I seen Pinhead, oh. I, I almost got a little, got a little little knee, got a he little is, weak. Doug Bradley is just such an awesome guy. 
Uh, is it the real guy? The yeah. bad yeah. head. Really? Oh, yeah. The, the the sisters from The Shining, the little girls that were in the hallway, they were there. That's the great thing about Horror Hound. Oh, yeah. is, and a lot of these festivals where these actors who might not have been in anything, they can go around and make money touring and doing these festivals or conventions. Yeah. The Horror Hound is awesome. Yes. Well, I, I have to admit, when I met, uh, this was a few years ago, I met Pam Greer. Oh, yeah. I have the hots <laughs> so bad. For that does not. She was in uh, Jackie, Quentin Tarantino's Jackie, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Jackie yeah. Brown. Yeah. I, I talked to her for a little bit about Jackie Brown, and then I talked to her about, like, a coffee and mm-hmm. uh, Foxy Brown and White Mama, Black Mama. And uh, I talked to her about some of the movies that she did in the... Uh, 70 tell or the 80s. Was, tell me she was great, wasn't she? The, she was, she smelled so oh. good. Oh, that's like, another. Like okay. cocoa butter? Was it cocoa butter? Yeah. I got, I got her. She, I backed up the line because she stood there talking to me for 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was standing close to her and in my head, I was just like fire blazing going, Pam Greer smells so yeah, good. She smells like <laughs> cocoa butter. Yes. There's so much about this I love. I know. I know. <laughs> That's how I, that's how I'm pretty sure uh, Kurt Russell smells so Russell <laughs> like, like, cocoa, like butter. cocoa butter. <laughs> I think he smells like a like a, a musk. You know how a lot of beard guys have beard oils. Mm. You know, have you seen uh, Bone Tomahawk? By the way, not yet. I really no. want okay. to. Yeah. You guys Google Bone Tomahawk, and Kurt Russell has this mustache that he has in uh, Quentin Tarantino's latest movie, um, The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight that I have seen, and the the mustache that he has. Would it reminds me of what a lot of like the hipsters who wear the beard oil, mm-hmm. I, you know, including I wear beard oil myself. So a lot of the guys in the Dayton area, if you go and smell their beards, if they actually use beard oil, it smells good. That's why I imagine Kurt Russell's mustache smells like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they don't wear beard oil. It smells like. I chicken had no nuggets. idea men had this uh, fascination with Kurt Russell, but you oh, know, my dude. boyfriend Mitch loves Captain Ron. Yeah. Completely different movie, but Captain thinks it's Ron, hilarious. Yeah. And there's always like these quotes that I'm supposed to know. But he's hell, he's hell. the dude in it. He's, I tell you, he's I tell, the dude in everything he plays. I tell you what, I'll take it back one further. Mm-hmm. The computer wear tennis shoes. Oh yeah. Oh wow. 1969. What, what about Flubber? Well, that flubber. See, yeah. yeah. Okay, the one I remember him yes. when is Overboard. Okay. Yeah, all right. Him and Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't uh, don't they have a daughter together? Yeah, yeah. She's a great actress. No, actually, she's not an actress. Kate Hudson. Yeah, is, Kate Hudson. She's um, Kurt Russell's stepdaughter. Oh, she's Kurt Russell's stepdaughter, uh, but not his real daughter. But oh, okay. she, she's he, he's the daddy that she's known, but she's not his actual blood. Hmm. Okay. Nice. And when I was uh, working in the last horror hound, because mm-hmm. I, I stayed in the booth the whole time, and I, I messed up. Um, is that why? All right. Can, is that why hold on, hold on. The booth? Okay, this is a two part because I think I mentioned tangent that I would do tangent. Sure, tangent yeah, away. Okay, tangent away. Um, so horror hound, I haven't been out of the gate in years, right? Um, you know, and, and just became single again, and I was like, I want to fucking party. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd get fucked up and do fucked up shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because I don't drink. I don't stay up past midnight. You know, these are outside my comfort box. I drank 10 beers. I stayed up all night. I stayed up for 36 hours. 40, yeah, 40 hours, something like that. Um, <laughs> there might have been some copious amounts of substances I can't. Uh, mention on radio. Or we on, can imagine. You, you yeah. can totally mention them if you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I smoked a lot of weed, and I might have done a little speed. <laughs> now this was this Friday night. 
That was Friday night. We seen you Saturday. That dude, and you look rough. Oh, dude, you dude, look like dude. <laughs> I've been up all night. I was hungover. I was just barely holding on. Somehow, I worked that floor all fucking day till seven o'clock. Yeah, I, I would. I never noticed. <laughs> never dude, noticed. Yeah, I was thor. It was bad. But you know, okay. Here was something that was really cool the night before. Um, I went and saw John, the guy who does all the John Carpenter scores. Mm-hmm. That was the start. That was the first VIP party. Was oh, nice. him him playing? I walked in. He was playing Big Trouble in Little China, oh. and I was just I had a full on chub. Yeah, you know they had to contain me from like jumping up and hump, humping his leg. It's good thing you were, it's good thing you weren't wearing sweats. <laughs> yes, but anyways, so that was my first part about saying about Horror Hound. Just that I'm going to have to watch myself next time. <laughs> well, the first time out of the gate, I think you need to sit on the bench. So the benchmark, you know, I can't do this, but I can do this. Yeah. That kind of scenario. You always so now, learn how to pace yourself as you go along. You know, you kind of go, okay, it's a marathon, not yeah, a sprint. Yeah, it, it's been years, you know, and next time next time I will be a little better. I'll save some juice for Saturday night, you know, that <laughs> way I can. Save a little I, bit. Of, mm. Yeah, so I can hit the uh, um, parties that night, too. Yeah. Just remember, everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs> including moderation. <laughs> but at Horrorhound from the booth, you guys saw the booth I was mm-hmm. at. Right behind me was Samantha Mathis. Um, Who is... Uh, Samantha Mathis, she got her... Her big breakout was a movie called Pump Up the Volume. I love that movie. Which is a special movie for my daughter and I. And I got her turned on to Heathers. I got her turned on to Pump Up the Volume. Um, Christian Slater. Christian Slater, yeah. <laughs> I actually, for a few years, I was JD from Heathers. Um, <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. But um, that was, you know, a big movie for me and my daughter. And plus, you know, she did Broken Arrow. She's on that new Guillermo del Toro You would recognize show, her if you saw her. Mm-hmm. The Strain. And she's got blonde hair now. She used to be a brunette. So it's like I looked, I looked through the curtain like a creep. You know, and I'm all, I'm all looking through. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. she's clear. And I just like sprinted over there. I was like, look, I don't want to freak you out or anything. I just wanted to come over and say, I love you. My daughter loves you. You're like a bonding thing for the two of us. She told me to say hi, bye. And I ran back. So that was my Samantha Mathis so moment. And the cops came, were the cops involved at all? At that not, not, not yet. Yeah, we're looking for some guy. Uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, that, that's going to happen when I meet, like, uh, oh, I, I, I got. I, well, no, I'm going to have to nut punch somebody for mm-hmm. Daredevil. The Ooh. Daredevil movie. That, that movie fucking sucked. Yeah. I, by, by, by the time that movie was finished, I felt like Jodie Foster and the accused bent over a fucking pinball machine. Everything from my childhood that I held sacred just felt like somebody had pissed and shit on it right in front of me. Now, what what do you think about the new Daredevil series? I fucking love it! Nice. Yes, it is. The new Daredevil does rock. Best Punisher? Punisher. Yep. I love Shane yep. as yeah. the Punisher. I thought Thomas Jane had done a really great job mm-hmm. as a Punisher until this TV show. And I then, like the whole show. It's just, it just it's great. They've, they've done a great job just kicking it to where it's like, Okay, you know what? We're not we're not gearing this toward kids anymore. Yeah, these are, kids don't have any money. We're gearing this toward the kids' dads who were kids when this came out. It's well filmed. There's a a scene. I think it's in the third episode of the second season where they're fighting down the stairway. Yes, yes. you know what, you know the one I'm yes. talking about. What in the hell is going on? I mean, I can't imagine how somebody thought that out. But the thing is, it, it looks like it's one take, but it's not. Every time that camera swung behind somebody's back, that was the end of a take, so they could mm. reset the shot. Still, though, and, it's, and it came out fantastic. Weren't the guys who created the raid, weren't they the ones who did that choreography? Yeah. Been. I think I so. I think so. I think so. Now, did you like Jessica Jones? I did. 
She is now one of my new favorite actresses just because of that TV show. I tell you what I did like, and they they killed was the um, Captain America spinoff. Um, the uh, the one Agents of Shield. Yeah, no, Agents of Shield. The the girl from the early times. Oh shoot! Agent Cooper. Oh oh oh! Agent uh, Carter. Carter. Agent, Agent Carter. Carter. Yes. I love that show. I love that show, and, it, and it's gone now. Is it gone? Yeah, they it might be coming on Netflix. Might might later on be coming to Netflix. Oh, uh, speaking of Netflix, probably. here we go tangent again. Uh-huh. I found out some really great news this week. That D- Disney is putting all their stuff on Netflix. He he nailed it <laughs> because that includes Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel. Oh, Star Wars, I will yes. not need a girlfriend ever. <laughs> Wait, Netflix and chill. You don't you don't want somebody to enjoy that with? Or, or to interrupt you. What, what's going on here? I don't remember. Oh, that's, this the, worst. that's you, the worst. You know what? When it comes down to it, masturbation is just not that bad. Have you guys seen that new Sarah Silverman uh, video? No. Oh my it's gosh, a- it's so hilarious. You have to look it up. Google I it. Love I love her. It's the best. It's a, literally a music video of her about her perfect night, and it's all by herself. And she mentions <laughs> um, masturbating. Um, yeah, like just all this. Yeah, it's. That, that's- that's it's my, this that, like hip hop rap song about I'm staying in and ordering food, and masturbating basically. That's so, my average uh, night. So yeah, it's night. cool. I, I got a soundtrack now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty hilarious. I have to say, I'm like, okay, this is. I, I will never forget the first time I ever saw Sarah Silverman. Um, you guys ever see Way of the Gun? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very beginning of that. It, it's um, uh, Benicio del Toro and okay. Ryan Filthy. It's okay. a great anti-hero kind of film noir kind of movie but it starts out with they lean against this car and the car alarm goes off and this guy and his girlfriend are coming because they're like get the fuck off the car get the fuck off the car and it's sarah silverman she's all get the fuck off the car my boyfriend's gonna beat you he's gonna fuck you in the ass he's gonna fuck you in the ass right here what are you you little baby fucker you little baby fucker what are you little fucking babies you fucking babies little baby fucker right and they walk up they got this whole crowd around him and everything and she's just throwing out all these obscenities and it makes you think like Benicio del Toro and Ryan Phillippe are going to hit the guy because the guy's like, "My girlfriend talks a lot of shit, but she's right. I'm going to monkey fuck you, right?" <laughs> and so was, instead of trying to instead of hitting the guy, they punched the fuck out of Sarah Silverman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And that was the first time I had ever seen her in anything, and I was just like, oh, "I don't know who that girl is, but I think I love her." Oh, she's hilarious. <laughs> she's one of the best. What was hilarious about that video is like, there's all these comments from guys who are like. I love her. She is so sexy. It's like she's literally in plaid pajamas. Yeah. In the whole video. She's in plaid pajamas. Like Well, you see, that goes to show you the whole fashion thing for women is really overrated because us men don't give a fuck. No, right? Really I like pajamas. As long as you don't smell like cheese, you know? I mean, it's pretty much all good. What kind? Yeah, and it also depends on the cheese. What kind of cheese? Limburger, yeah. maybe Al. Limburger, you know, nice, gor- gorgonzola. Nice that could be a little rough. Though. A nice provolone, a little mozzarella. <laughs> Some nice smoke. Oh, yeah, a little smoke yeah. gouda. A little smoke gouda on the booty. Little, little dill Havarte. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, oh. I'm going to have to really justify this episode. Right now, I love it. I love it. So, so, so you were there for that? What? DATV is an organization that probably a lot of people don't realize that they could actually go and produce their own content if they wanted to. And, and, and very quick to just hopping that in. Um, I like the way he takes control. And, and I'm, I, I'm really glad that you mentioned that, it's too. It's his first rodeo. Because, I've done um, this a few times. I, I, did, I did want to mention, because I'm a big believer in uh, DATV, you pay 50 bucks a year uh, for your membership, and you can make your own TV shows. Uh, they teach you how to use field equipment. 
They teach you how to use studio equipment. That's a really cheap education. Yeah. It's a really for cheap a education. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, you basically learn hands-on. You know, but for me, the importance of it is is communication to the people. You know, if you've got a voice, you've got something to say. DATV is a good place for you to go say it. Okay. You know. So how did, how did you end up? How did you end up over there? Um. He heard that sales pitch. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, um, they had a, um, they changed their name because it was Film yeah. Dayton. No, Film Dayton is still Film Dayton. No, it's now the, it's but, now the Dayton Film Commission. They changed their name okay. to the Dayton Film. But it was a Film Dayton meeting. They had it at DATV. Okay. Oh, and they were talking about the importance of both, you know, and I was there and I was like, well, fuck, I got 50 bucks in my pocket. I want to do. I want to make movies. I want to do so a TV show. I don't really realize. So this is cable, what's considered like the Dayton Cable Access, right? Yeah, it's on the the Time Warner or what will be Cascom, I yeah. guess. Whatever's coming up next. So what channel is it usually? What what channel can you find film speak on 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 cable? And also, it's on YouTube. Great thing now, just like podcasts are on the internet, you can actually watch it on YouTube as well. Yeah, I have uh, Burn Mill Productions, B U R N M I L L Productions on YouTube. Uh, I have a hundred and ten something videos. Nice. About half of them are film speak. Okay. Uh, some comedy shorts. I mean, if you go way back to the beginning, there's like the really cheap shit that we did, uh, and you, you get to see me naked. I'll just say that. Yeah. You can see, if you dig around enough, you'll see me naked. I, I saw a dude naked in Game of Thrones this past week, and that was very shocking. Don't don't give me any clues. There's yet. no spoilers, but okay, no spoilers. Okay, we'll wait, but okay. Okay, so well, yeah, believe me, it was shocking. But just, justified for as much uh, nudity that they have had females on. Must it must have looked like a baby's arm holding yeah. an apple. Was it was it, was it the mountain? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Was that the mountain nude? Would you? Oh heck yeah! Kind of oh, yeah. the opposite of what you're thinking. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't nice to look at. In fact, a lot of a lot of women who I listened to a Game of Thrones podcast. Which one? Uh, Cast of Kings. I listened to that one uh, with David Chin. That's yeah. a good one. Um, but they talked about how. You know, you have this nice set of breasts to look at in the same scene, and the dude's wiener is—it's an un- uncircumcised, wart-covered. <laughs> but it's—it's it's filmed up, like from yeah. his his ball sack and his his dick up. So it's a—it uh, was very awkward, and I was—it's not a know, good angle. You, you may—you can judge me all you want. My thirteen-year-old was sitting there watching watching it with us, and my wife was like, "What? Are, what is this? This is a changer." Okay, so after all these seasons, yeah, your wife is concerned about that shot. This is the first season that we've watched coming oh. together. Okay, because I mean, there's been a lot of weird shit that's happened yeah. long oh, no before this yeah. one scene. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a glory. It's one of my all time favorite shows, right up there with Breaking Bad. But but back to DATV, you uh, so you, you joined on DATV and. I joined them. I began volunteering, um, helping other people with their shows and stuff. My original intent, my idea for a show was I was going to do a uh, half-hour show that broke down a horror movie. You know, we would, like, take a horror movie and discuss its importance um, because I don't think people give enough serious attention to horror movies. Um, And that ended up uh, mutating into film speak. And I... Because you wanted to cover more than just horror movies. Just horror movies, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a... here in this area in Ohio, there's a lot of filmmaking going on, but it's pretty much on one hand faith-based and on the other hand horror. 
You know, and there are some dramas. It's an interesting dichotomy, right? <laughs> it is. Let's yeah. say a lot about our society in well, yes. no, yes. Southwest it's, Ohio. No, it's Ohio. It's Ohio in general. You know, Ohio has five times as many haunted houses as the next state closest to us. That you know, an amount of numbers of haunted houses. We like our horror in this state. We do like our horror. We do like our horror. I've, I've always told people. Have always asked me, "Well, what the fuck do you like about living in Dayton, Ohio?" It's like, it is like living in a David Lynch movie. You know, <laughs> think Blue Velvet, mm. think Wild at Fucking Heart, Lost okay? Highway. Lost <laughs> Highway. That is your life every fucking day here. It's so funny because at the end of episodes, you know, we, we tend to ask people, like, what do you like about Dayton? What do you, you <laughs> know, and I, I love that. The, I first of all love that it naturally came up. But secondly, I love that it's like a David Lynch movie, which is. is it is. And it's in, in oddly in a good way. Yeah. I mean, the the fact that you could randomly stumble upon an ear, okay, it's a little creepy, but also it keeps things really interesting. It does. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, it's definitely not boring. I read a statistic back in 1994, um, and at that time, it said that Ohio had more people in the sane asylums and more people in the occult than <laughs> any other state, um, going going per capita on, on a per, per on a per capita ratio. So we have the most breweries per capita, the most insane people, the most people. Most, ser- to- most serial killers? I wonder if that actually wow. all relates to something. I love Ohio. Uh, this is kind of like the worst possible scenario for somebody like me because I am the exact opposite. Yeah. I am such an, a scaredy cat. Like, yeah. I am so like, Libby the, hates oh my horror goodness, movies. oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Like, I take it real seriously. Yeah. So, so d- did you like David Lynch movies? I did like David Lynch movies. There was a little more, I don't know unpredictable story oh fuck anything that moves (laughs) you want a beer sure i'll I'll take a heineken heineken fuck heineken (laughs) that's blue ribbon baby (laughs) there's just such a creep out factor right well i that was actually my very first job when i was like 15 was working in a video store oh out in brookville it was called mcvideo everything was everything like was our grocery store was mcmackens everything was like mc they this family owned everything kind of um but there was this guy he's a kind of locally somewhat famous from being a, a DJ at 97.7 WOXY in uh, Oxford, oh, yeah. you know? So he was one of the main people there and everything, but um, he was huge film buff and like acted like to our manager that it was our, like, like we were a library. We had to have every foreign movie, every like occult, you know, so we had this like foreign cult section that was like insane. And so as being someone that worked there, yeah, I had to see every David Lynch movie, every foreign, you know. I I was one of the most annoying customers for video stores (laughs) because I, I would be like, you realize this is Ralph Bashke's Fire and Ice? It goes into fantasy, not the fucking horror, okay? Get it right. <laughs> he was that person out there. I mean, he was like, you know, they're like, but nobody's going to rent this, you know, foreign movie, and it's really expensive, and it's like, it's your moral imperative. It's the only it's video store in, in Brookville, Ohio. You're keeping you're keeping art out of our community i mean it was it was every insane like you know rationalization but i actually did get to see a lot of like movies i wouldn't probably see a blockbuster that's for sure i love i love weird kind of movies like that i've always loved horror and uh kind of artsy films uh back in the early 90s when i was experimenting with things like lsd and mushrooms uh, I saw a Lost Highway in a theater, sure? and, and yes, I was sure because it imprinted <laughs> in my brain. I watched Lost Highway on LSD allegedly uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and his movies are 
they're they're a trip to watch yeah really and uh i became a fan of his stuff never really got into twin peaks or anything like that i love twin peaks too i loved seeing him on uh louis show uh when he was when he was on there yeah that was great he has a character he does in uh twin peaks too he's at uh, the head of the one of the heads of the fbi and he was also david lynch was in um blah 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 cleveland show was the, he? He was the bartender oh. in uh, the, the <laughs> Cleveland show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think having people, you know, go into those video stores and tell people you guys need to have that, I think that was an important, it, as a, a music fan, it was similar to the guys who would say, you need to get these imports from Europe that, you know, maybe one or two people might know of. Right. Um, but now we have the internet. Now you have so many choices of movies and, and music movies yeah and things to watch what besides netflix where are some of the ways you're finding out about some of these b movies hey, youtube is a great thing because uh youtube will show, has a lot of movies especially if they were the b movie shitter, shitty ones and never made a lot of money uh yeah it's on youtube like six string samurai um if you've never seen six string samurai a uh, lot of fucking fun um made in 2001 uh, it's a post-apocalyptic movie about uh, okay, Russia attacked America in the fifties, and one place stood against Russia, and that was Las Vegas under the king. <laughs> and now the king has died, so all these people are going to Vegas to vie to be the new king. Hmm. And the six-string samurai is like this Buddy Holly with a red guitar and uh, a samurai sword. Nice, yeah. sounds awesome. It is. I mean, just it's just a lot of fun post-apocalyptic rock and roll fantasy movie. That it's sounds, like a little Game of Thrones thrown in. Sounds like an amazing uh, movie. Like uh, Mad Max uh, came out, a remake of, not a remake, but a continuation of the Mad Max yeah. series came out uh, recently, last year, and it was one of my all-time favorite experiences in a movie theater. Witness me! Love that movie, man. Love I and, was and you, five of this. When, when you're walk, <laughs> and, and to see it get as much award credit as it did, it, it, you know, it kind of warmed my heart a little bit because you don't see movies like that come around too often. You don't, see, you don't see movies that the normal person watches usually win awards. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's usually something like, I don't even know what the hell that even is. True. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I love the original Mad Max and Road Warrior. And I'm okay with uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Beyond Thunderdome, like the Tina Turner, man. Tina Turner. Well, you know, you know, I, I will say you got this: Master Blaster. There, there are there. I Embargo! Come on! I took two things away from. <laughs> I took I, I took I took two things away from Thunderdome. Right. Okay. One is Master Blaster. Master and you, Blaster. You will hear me say that all the time. Okay. And the other one is Bust a Deal, Spin the Wheel. <laughs> yes. Embargo. Yes, I did love that show. I love, I love all the, but I love all I would, the Mad Max shows. As a, you know, as a kid in the '80s, I was such a huge fan of Mad Max, and I was such a huge fan of Road Warrior. And then I went and saw Beyond Thunderdome, and I was just like, they fucking Hollywoodized my movies. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That, that was the most Hollywood version of uh, a war, Road Warrior, Mad Max type movie. Now you know the guy behind all those films is George Miller, he, who directed Babe. Yes, that a do pig. Yeah, <laughs> which just blows my mind that you know talk about two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, that's hilarious. Isn't, Isn't that great? it though? I, I fucking love Babe. Babe Two was yeah, but the first Babe. Yeah. Oh man, I, I still I, I don't care. Yeah, I was in my twenties when that movie came out. I don't give a fuck. 
Uh, That's why they're called family films. A a lot of people hate the state of Hollywood right now because it seems like the only movies that we're getting are either um, comic book movies, which I love, or Star Wars type movies. These big movies that a movie like Mad Max probably wouldn't get made in, in the style it is unless it was a big budget Hollywood film. Yeah. Um, what, what's your opinion on the state of Hollywood these days and what they're putting out? It's the same thing as it's been since 1920s. People, people, people constantly bitch and they say, oh, movies were so much better back then. No, you only remember the good ones. You forget the 90% of shit yeah. that was still out then. Okay, that's been movies in the 40s, the 30s, I mean, all the way up until now. Most movies are shit, some are good. And um, that's with the superhero movies. You know, I'm a big Marvel fan. Um, I'm finally, I'm glad that they're finally taking those stories seriously, and, and eventually they'll run their course. Yeah. You know, um, I, westerns I think are going to be making a comeback soon, and mm-hmm. then after that will probably be sci-fi. Mm, yes, yeah. I remember one of my earliest movies that I really remember is the uh, Tarzan with Johnny Weissmuller. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was fabulous. I'm like, oh my god. And then I went into a little bit of Doc uh, Doc Savage. Doc Savage. Been a brawn with Johnny Lee or uh, uh, Ronnie Lee. I'm like, oh yes, that's fantastic. When I, when, my, when I was five, my mom took me to uh, an all-night drive-in mm-hmm. Battle of the Planets marathon. Mm-hmm. All five movies. Drive-ins. Of course, like I didn't stay up that late, yeah. but yeah, no, I went and seen uh, drive-in. I seen uh, all the Planet of the Eight movies. One night they had all of those playing at one time. That was that's that's a lot of monkeys to watch in one night. That was fantastic. And then we used to go to Captain Kid, and we'd watch. Uh, they had the uh, uh, murder mayhem nights, like toolbox murder. Yeah. The and it would, and it would be, I would I would drag Kath to, you know, we throw a beanbag in the back of the pickup, go back there, and she'd be you know out by twelve, and I'm like, yes, you know, got five more hours of <laughs> this happening up on the screen. Oh my god. Where, where was Captain Kid at? Captain Kid was uh, right off of da- uh, David, where the Presidential Banquet Center is now. Okay. It was it was it was my drive, and it was our drive, and that was where the, all the Kettering guys went out. They had Belmont down there. Yeah. They had a couple around, but Captain Kid was like right in Kettering, and it was boom. It was the spot. See, yeah. I was from Fairborn. We had Skyporn. Yeah, Skyborn. Yep. Skyporn. 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 <laughs> yes. They did show porn. So we got Skinborn. Yeah, they did so. show porn on, in the, in the drive. Like twelve years. Yeah, yeah for like twelve years, <laughs> it, it, showed, it showed porns. Yeah, that's Mine funny. is uh, still open. Melody Forty Nine. Melody Forty Nine. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. No. Didn't they just close that no, one? No, dude. No. What closed this year? I, I live in the Northmont area uh, where Melody 49 is located, and it is, they love that theater. You might want to ch- something just closed, though, like, but somebody that owns several drive-ins this year just are not opening up. I think it and might I have been it, uh, Skyborne. Or Skyborne's what? closed. Yeah, Skyborne. And they closed the skate rink, the last wooden floor skate was this rink. recently? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Last, last fall was yeah, like I, the end of it. Wow. I think I think it was Skyborne, but you still but, have Dixie and you still have Melody Forty. Somebody owned like like several drive-ins in the southeast Ohio or southwest Ohio. Yeah, and, and it's not opening them again. And I thought Melody Forty Nine. I could be wrong. I certainly hope you're wrong. I've been wrong in the past. I thought I was wrong <laughs> once, but I was wrong. Uh, I could. So. I, I mean, you could totally be right. But yeah, dr- drive-ins were one of those. Experiences drive-ins you were every weekend oh, they were for us. So good, every man. weekend yeah. we were at drive-ins. So good. And the, yeah. you know, the back, in the back, you know, two rows were the crazy kids and the pickups, and you know, and then you had the medium in front. You had the families. Oh, with and, the and, 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 and yeah, and we never bothered anybody. And else. underneath the screens, they had the, <coughs> the slides the and the merry-go-round yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was that was our like a usual family experience. Was that going to drive in? Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing my first. I think my first R-rated movie was at the drive-in. I seen Macon County Line. I saw my first tits. And, I'm, and um, that's that's what I said. At the drive-in. Like, oh my God, my mom and dad are in the back. Be oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, oh my God. I remember seeing Smokey and the Bandit mm-hmm. and uh, oh, what is that? Grease Lightning and Thunderfoot. Oh yeah. Um, at the drive-in, but um, I remember my mom took me. We went and saw Mary Poppins, right? And then the movie after Mary Pie Poppins of all fucking thing was um, uh, the Eisen Section, um, Clint Eastwood movie, oh, uh, the Eager yeah. Section, yeah. the Eager Section, right? <laughs> Which was the movie after Mary Poppins. Wow! And my mom's like, "You can't watch this. Lay down in the back seat." Okay. Yeah. So you know, you, the old cars. You had like that space. So I positioned myself so I could see the screen, and I saw my first boobies. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that, uh, you never forget that moment. No. You know, your no. kids being born, seeing Star Wars for the first time, the first time you saw tits. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we used to go to uh, the, the first movie, first night it opened up every year at Captain Kid would be uh, Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh, uh, I love, love Kentucky. That movie. I, I, I had that sign by, signed and, and by Flesh, John Landis. Flesh Gordon. Really? Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. Not Flash, but Flesh, Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon. I remember Flesh Gordon. Yeah, Dr. Penises. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah uh, Flesh Gordon and Kentucky Fried Movie. Had to have Fritz the Cat in there somewhere, too. <laughs> somewhere in there, but it was always those two movies were the opening night. Have you guys ever seen a Kentucky Fried Movie? Oh, it's been a long time, but yeah, th- those kind of movies were... You know those those kind of comedies. Did, didn't that inspire Airplane? Well, that was the same guys. Okay. Uh, Kentucky Fried Movie started off as a improv theater in San Francisco, and they got big enough to where they were able to get the budget to put a movie together. That's John John Landis's yeah. first directorial debut as Kentucky yeah. Fried Movie, and it, it was uh, the Zuckerman brothers and Jim Abrams, and they went on to do Naked Gun and Airplane and all those. Um, but yeah, Kentucky Fried Movie, Flesh. Man, Gordon. Remember, astrology is not meant to be taken seriously. It's just for those of us who can't take responsibility for gar- for governing our own lives. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think if anything we learn here is that Bill needs his own tr- movie trivia <laughs> night at one of the local uh, breweries or bars or something. You know what? I, I, I've thought about like if uh, if this shit doesn't work out for me and like. Before I lose everything, because, you know, when you're a starving artist, you're more worried about getting art done than you are paying the bills. It's just the way it goes, you know. But I've always thought, because I cook. Um, I cook really well. And I thought, you know, what would be a neat idea is if I can make a business where I go to people's homes, um, cook them dinner, you know, and have a movie that goes along with that dinner, mm. you know. That'd be interesting, mm. right? Dinner and a movie. Yeah, I like that. I like literally, that. dinner in a movie. But you, and there comes then that personality problem, though, that I have, okay. which is why I wouldn't be able to do it. Because I, I tell you what, okay, when I cook, if you come to my house to eat, right, taste it first before you reach the salt and pepper. Because <laughs> if you don't taste it and you just automatically reach for that salt and pepper, I will knock the fuck out of you. <laughs> I swear to God, so I no, will. No ketchup on my steak. Hey, taste it first. That's all. That's all I ask, right? Because I, I work hard. To, I work hard to get a flavor palette, you know, down for my food that I cook. And if you're not going to taste it before you start throwing a bunch of shit on it, yeah, yeah, I, I will. Uh, I will take you down a notch. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I I tend to put pe- extra pepper and stuff on potatoes and things. So. Yeah, but do it after you taste it. Good yeah. point. Good T- point. Take a bite and then say, "Oh, that needs more fucking pepper." <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. Thank you so much, Bill. This has been one of our more entertaining. It was definitely awesome. Awesome. 
having Izzy on with us. I don't think we talked about much, though. I mean, we mentioned Film Speak. We mentioned DATV. It was something about film. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it was great. I think it was great. I think you did great. I think if anybody wants to know more about what Bill's doing, go on YouTube. And what's your YouTube channel? Burn Mill Productions. And you hit that subscribe button so that anytime a video gets released, you watch it and you when you can like it, you can share it, you can leave a comment. Don't be a douchebag. There's no need to be a douchebag. <laughs> so and you you'll discover people from the Dayton area who are doing film and yeah. uh, are involved in various projects and uh, it's very well produced. What what you're doing, like you're you're funny. I know your daughter. When I was when I stopped by Film Speak, your daughter made the comment that my dad thinks he's funnier than he is. I thought you were pretty funny. My dad well, thinks he's funnier than he is. I, you know, I think I, that's I, like what every kid. Thinks well, about I parents, I have so. two teenagers and they definitely aren't amused by anything that I do. So, um, but I think what what you do as far as providing that public access, providing that show where you're having people on to talk. I think, you know, we love, I love podcasting. I love local media. And I think what you're doing is great, man. You know, if everybody just took the time to, uh, you know, in the area, search out local musicians, local art, local film and everything, because there's a lot going on in your city. Mm-hmm. Just take the time just to notice. And, th- and that's really like all some peckerhead like me really wants. You know, I have no delusions about being rich. You know, it's probably probably good that i won't be rich because they'd find me dead in some hotel room filled with cocaine with five filipinian hookers you know that's very specific you thought that you've already thought this out i've thought this out okay what is going to happen when i win the lottery yeah this this will be next day (laughs) but yeah i mean there's just a lot going on in dayton i think um people should take the time to notice what what great art is going on in their city yeah i agree absolutely and thank you for coming on and entertaining us it was awesome Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Any final thoughts, Mark? No. We've talked about them all. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. No, I think this was fantastic, and we're looking forward to having you on. And uh, I think we'll be on uh, some film speak soon. See you guys on film speak. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.